Welcome to Safety Third. My name is Brock Meyer, and I'm with the Gideon Rescue Company, and today we have a very special guest and a good friend, Dr. Diana Fleming. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. So, Diana, I understand you have a PhD in nutrition. Give me a little bit of background on that. Right. So, I got my PhD in nutrition at Tufts University, and um, and I have been passionate about helping people improve their health by helping them improve their diet what they eat and specifically my passion is to help people eat more plant foods a more plant-based diet so i've been you know teaching coaching uh, cooking uh, whatever can help people do this because what we eat has such a powerful effect for good or for bad on our life. Mm. So, so that's a good point because actually in some of our YouTube videos that we've done for Gideon Rescue Company and in our work uh, traveling overseas and even here domestically looking at disasters, um, sometimes we find that the answers to the problems and the challenges we face um, could actually be more simple than we thought. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, this brings us actually to um, an amazing article that I found online. It was run by um, the news outlet Al Jazeera. Now, regardless of whether people think that's a legitimate news channel or not, they had an interesting article that I, I saw that caught my eye from Vietnam. Now, Vietnam is a communist country, as we know, um, and they were sharing how they had 16 coronavirus patients. Of course, coronavirus being the big hot button topic on everybody's mind these days. Um, 16 coronavirus patients. They all were admitted into the hospital and they discharged all 16 patients um, from the hospital with a clean bill of health, no complications, no deaths, um, and declared their country coronavirus free basically after these 16. Now, they recognized that the threat could always return, um, but these were actually 16 patients that were from like ground zero. They were all uh, Vietnamese nationals that were working in Wuhan, China. Um, And so these guys were in the epicenter of where this all started. And um, one thing that caught my eye was the the three things that they listed in treating these patients. Um, The first thing was just typical things that we're going to see in any healthcare setting. That was they managed uh, their fever and their symptoms. Um, So I'm sure this included good hydration. You know, they're in a hospital setting, so they're being monitored. The vitals are being monitored. Um, And then uh, one of the other things that they did was they monitored their oxygen saturation levels. Again, that's all basic vital monitoring that we do in a healthcare setting. Um, and then the last thing that really just, I mean, stuck out to me, was they specifically mentioned it. They said they put all of those patients, those 16 patients, on a strict, nutritious diet. Um, well, no surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's powerful, you know, because, you know, I, th- I think we, we uh, underestimate just how powerful diet can actually be. Nutrition can yeah. actually be, not only in our health, but even in prevention. Uh, and treatment yeah. of disease. So, so that's that's our episode and today. And reversal of disease. Right, right, right. There's a uh, well-documented, peer-reviewed journal articles um, showing the reversal of heart disease, diabetes, um, high blood pressure. You know, I could go on and on. Early stage non-aggressive prostate cancer by a very careful plant-based diet. Mm. So there's a lot 
Mm. There's a lot we can do. So that's exciting because that brings us to our topic. We're, we're, we're talking about nutrition specifically, but in the light of everything that's going on around us right now with COVID-19 and pandemics and diseases and new emerging diseases that we haven't even begun to see, or how do we treat or how do we manage? Um, you know, how important is nutrition for our immune system? Right. Uh, So, um, I think everybody has heard this old adage at some point in their life, the best defense offense, right? Mm, Strong offense. Yep. Yeah. So that adage has never been more important, more timely um, when it comes to our immune system. Our offense for pathogens, viruses, bacteria is uh, a strong immune system. Mm. And so that is our best defense against COVID-19 and Mm. their problems. Mm -hmm. Have a well-tuned immune system. And there is a tremendous amount that we can do to keep that our immune system you know in top fighting condition if i can use that phrase um Mm. and you know one of the most powerful influences on immune health is what we eat and it's actually one of the most powerful influences on life in general because we eat so many times you know Mm. maybe three times a day every as long as we live right so every time we put food or drinks in our body it's either having a profoundly positive or negative effect so, so i know so i know some of our listeners may be asking well you know are, is there actually like scientific information that backs this up yes so what we're talking is specifically about you know eating to keep a strong immune system and there are studies that have shown that our immune system is weakened by certain nutrient deficiencies mm. Nutrients meaning vitamins and minerals. So a powerful way to strengthen our offense, our immune system, is by making sure that our immune cells get a good supply of vitamins and minerals from the food we eat. Mm. And um, research shows that nutrients from whole foods consistently demonstrate greater beneficial effects on the body than nutrients from supplements. Mm. And uh, and so that's important to know that that the nutrients found in whole foods are more beneficial generally speaking than nutrients that we take in supplemental form okay point number one. Second point is very important is that plant foods based on research have positive anti-inflammatory effects on the immune system and we want we want to be eating drinking living actually in a way that has anti-inflammatory effects on the immune system, not pro-inflammatory effects. Okay. So what I'm going to do, you know, quickly in the rest of this podcast is share some plant sources of the following, a following list of vitamins and minerals that we need for a healthy immune system. Mm, Excellent. And then, you know, we're going to tie it all together. It's really quite simple. Um, So... I think probably everybody's familiar with the fact that vitamin C is really critical for immune health. Right. And when most people think of vitamin C, that means citrus, right? Mm-hmm. Oranges, grapes, mm-hmm. lemon. Yes, they are great sources of C, but there are other less famous, wonderful um, sources of vitamin C. Mm. Kiwi fruit, papayas, strawberries, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, kale, sweet peppers, tomatoes, and even a baked potato. Oh, wow. You bake it with the skin on. Wow. Um, 
So vitamin C from all these different plant sources. Another nutrient very important for immune health is vitamin E. Mm. Great sources of vitamin E in the plant kingdom are nuts. Almonds, peanuts, hazelnuts, and seeds like sunflower seeds or pumpkin seeds. These are all good sources of vitamin E as well as any nut butters that are made from them like peanut butter almond butter sunflower seed butter the key with those nut butters is to make sure it's just the nuts no added sugar no added oils those things really right. are necessary right and believe it or not other good sources of, of uh, vitamin e one of them is avocados mm. which i love mm. and dark leafy greens they're not they don't have as more as concentrated a source of e as nuts but they do have vitamin e so spinach swiss chard beet and turnip greens collards kale all these dark leafy greens are also a source of vitamin e mm. third nutrient um that if we are deficient on really weakens the immune system is vitamin a mm. now there are two sources of vitamin a there are animal sources and there are plant sources but remember i'm focusing on plant sources it's very easy to get toxic levels of vitamin a from animal sources but not from plant sources mm, okay. and the plant source of vitamin a is called beta carotene i think everybody has heard this um, but a lot of people don't realize beta carotene is actually two vitamin a molecules hooked together mm. so when the body needs vitamin a and we use it for eyesight for one example it simply splits the beta carotene molecule in half and now you have two vitamin a's but wow. if we don't need vitamin a right the body keeps it in beta carotene form and hence no toxicity so that's that's really cool mm. so anyway where we can get vitamin a is from orange fruits and veggies and leafy greens dark greens these are outstanding sources of vitamin a in the form of beta carotene mm. so the darker the orange and the darker the green the more beta carotene is present so beta carotene actually uh gives um plant foods their orange color orange and yellow color it's actually a, a pigment mm, amazing but when you eat dark greens the chlorophyll masks the orange pigment so you don't see it mm. but you're getting it when you eat kale when you eat broccoli when you eat dark greens you're actually not just getting the chlorophyll and other great things there but you're also getting beta carotene mm. so the wow. orange fruits and veggies are cantaloupe mangoes papayas apricots nectarines sweet potatoes though they are loaded uh, with beta carotene carrots winter squash pumpkin mm. uh, and then the greens that are good sources are kale collard swiss chard turnip greens you know spinach greens romaine lettuce beet greens broccoli okay another nutrient that um deficiency can weaken the immune system is folic acid or folate that is one of the b vitamins mm. and especially rich in um, so, uh, beans. Beans are in a great source of folate. And I love beans. Mm. So any kind of dried bean that's cooked, pintos, black beans, chickpeas, kidney beans, uh, black-eyed peas, even split peas, and peas, right? Black-eyed peas, lentils um, is in the same category. They're also a great source of folate. And again, dark leafy green ah, common denominator right there yeah <laughs> it sounds like a broken record here um but the dark leafies i mean anybody who's like into this knows they are that's why they call them superfoods right? mm -hmm, yeah. they're so loaded with um health promoting 
uh, nutrients as well as um, phytochemicals. Uh, you can also get folate in bananas, avocados again, peanuts, sunflower seeds, and, and are also a great source of folic acid or folate. Mm. All right, another vitamin that we need for a healthy immune system is B6. And again, we find the B6 in dark leafy greens sweet potatoes white potatoes are good sources again avocados bananas um these are all good sources and beans again all right now zinc zinc is critical for healthy immune system we all know this they sell zinc lozenges out there you just have to be careful with zinc um, because it's easy to get too much um, and have toxic levels we don't want that so you want to be careful when you just pop those zinc lozenges in your mouth. So um, so on the zinc question, because I know that's probably a big one for our listeners, because, you know, with all of this stuff going around about COVID-19, people are buying up, you know, zinc and other supplements. Um, could I, I've also heard it said that, that maybe it's really due to a deficiency, like because we have so little zinc in our bodies or in our diet, that that's why, that's right. why the, the, the zinc... Um, you know, supplements are actually beneficial or even helpful. Right. And that's probably true. Um, you know, but I would, I mean, I, I'm always conservative on the supplemental levels, but let's say you come in contact with, you know, somebody who's coughing and um, maybe you didn't touch them, but you know, the stuff is in the air. If you just pop, you know, five milligrams of zinc, just five, not 50, not 30, not even 20, but just a small amount, pop that in your mouth. Um, that may, I'm not promising it, but it may help uh, uh, help the uh, virus not take foot, mm. you know, not take what? root in the immune what? system. Um, and it is probably true that uh, people are marginally deficient. Um, you can get that assessed, but uh, you know, the key is with these trace minerals, zinc is a trace mineral. It does means you don't need a lot. You um, you don't want to be taking really high doses. Mm. It's better to err on the side of a little um, than too much, because if you take too much of one nutrient, it can create a deficiency in another, because different nutrients compete for absorption. Mm. That's why it's never good to take mega doses of one thing, because you can create deficiencies of another. Now you got. Uh, two problems going on right so um so what what would would be like just to i know that you know we're not prescribing or recommending anything officially but 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 what would what would be the you know typical like just a a good dose to start with with zinc if somebody had a question well so on the conservative side if you felt like you needed more zinc uh because you're not eating sources that have it um maybe five milligrams five milligrams yeah. yeah, just five. I actually take that, but every other day, only five milligrams every other day. So I'm very, very cautious with supplementation because I know how easy it is to go overboard. But I'm not making a recommendation. No, and that's and that's wise because I, I like I like the approach that you have when you you're basically you know pointing us to these great sources that we can eat naturally that yeah. then the body can then absorb and take what it needs and and do the whole yeah. process without having to overload the system. Yes, and you know, here's the wonderful thing about getting nutrients from food. You're, you're, you. It's very hard to get toxic levels when you're getting it. Mm. 
you know what I mean? But it's very easy to get toxicities when you're taking supplements. Uh, Having said that, there are times when you you may have some health Mm -hmm. problem or, you know, you're fighting a certain situation when you may need concentrated amounts of right. a nutrient in order to get right. well. But that should not be done, you know, randomly right. or without knowing what in the world right. you're doing. So, so yeah. But let me tell you, I didn't mention, having talked so much about zinc, that some of the best sources, again, are beans, nuts, seeds, whole grains. So you want to add whole mm. grains to the list of good zinc sources uh quinoa brown rice wild rice oats of all kinds you know rolled oats steel cut oats whole oats popcorn i love popcorn really me too (laughs) here's the key about popcorn don't buy the stuff that is commercially made and the the oil that it's popped in has partially progenated not not all not all popcorn is the same is what you're trying to say no, I would make it yourself, either air pop it and then drizzle a little olive oil on, or uh, pop it in a pan yourself. Mm. An oil that is very um, heat, high temperature stable is actually avocado oil, believe it or not, or refined olive oil. Do not use extra virgin olive oil for high temperature cooking. Um, because you will uh, harm the oil. Extra virgin olive oil is not designed for high temperature cooking, but refined olive oil is. Mm. Uh, so, anyway, popcorn whole grain, it's one of my favorites. Um, and then any kind of 100% whole grain bread or pasta. Mm. Just, you know, read the label. It, it has to say 100% whole grain or whole gotcha. wheat. It to be whole and you know all the white flour products that uh that is so pervasive in a typical american eating culture these things are stripped of their nutrients and you know almost all the zinc is gone but you know think about white flour it's it breads rolls pizza crust pancakes waffles um uh, all the sweets are made with white flour so most people are eating this refined flour all the time and missing a lot of these um, immune, uh, you know, important nutrients. And not just for the immune system, but in health in general. Right. Okay, let me. The next nutrient that we need for a healthy immune system is iron. Hands down, the best plant sources of iron are beans and dark leafy greens. Have you mm. heard that before? <laughs> yep. <laughs> with along with whole grains, nuts and seeds, right behind. Uh, keep that, seeing a pattern. So, uh, here's the cool thing about the iron in plants. Okay, um, so I'm done with my general recommendations. Mm-hmm. So, and, and so, but just by way of conclusion, the best way—and I already mentioned this at the beginning—the best way to get your vitamins and minerals is from whole foods, rather than supplements. What I mentioned earlier was because it's easy to get toxic levels. But here's one of the most important reasons why you want to get vitamins and minerals from whole foods. Because when you eat these foods, you're getting way more than just one particular nutrient or two particular Mm. nutrients. You're getting a whole package, a whole symphony of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and you get fiber there and you get water and you get plant-based protein. And the thing about this is all of these work together to enable your immune system to do its best work in keeping you healthy. 
but if there's some vitamin C at the meal, mm. you'll absorb more of the iron from plants. So, you know, it, dark leafy greens, they actually have C in them. But if you can like take a squeeze, some fresh lemon juice or lime juice, put that over your vegetables or even add it to a soup. Um, now the iron right. that is there, you will be able to absorb more of it. All right, uh, two more nutrients here. And then I've got some general recommendations. Copper, mm. we don't talk about this much, but it's very important for healthy immune function. Again, good sources are beans, nuts, seeds, dark mm. leafy greens, sweet potatoes, and mushrooms. Mushrooms are a good source of copper. So, you know, putting uh, sauteed mushrooms in soup. Some mushrooms actually do serve a purpose. Vegetables or grain dishes, great idea. <laughs> they do. They do. Okay. And then um, the last but not least is selenium. This is another very important trace mineral. Now, selenium, the richest plant source uh, for selenium is Brazil nuts. They are loaded with selenium. In fact, they have so much selenium that if you eat a handful of Brazil nuts every mm. day, you can end up with toxic levels wow. in your body. You don't want that. So here's, here, I'm going to give you a guideline now. Other plant sources where you're going to get selenium, but not, not, at the, not at the intensity that you get it from Brazil nuts. Nuts, seeds, beans, dark leafy greens, and whole grains, again, provide selenium. Um, so I, so if you want to get some selenium for Brazil nuts, remember you're going to get some from all the other sources too, as you eat these plant mm. foods, just stick to one Brazil that's nut easy. a day. One, one, one nut a day. And actually that's what I do. <laughs> one Brazil nut a day. Uh, then you don't have the risk of getting toxic levels, especially if you're getting selenium from other things, nuts, seeds, beans, dark leafy greens, and whole grains. So... All right, so those are major nutrients that if we are deficient, it weakens our immune system. So let me put this all together in an easy way uh, to think about it without having to deal with, you know, well, now what did she say? What foods, right? So here are some general daily recommendations for how to, you know, get adequate nutrients. All right, so our pencils are ready. Immune system purring along. So, right, first cooked beans. Listen, this can be black beans, pinto beans, white beans, lentils, peas. Mix it up. Don't eat the same bean every day. I mean, you don't have to switch every day. Right. But, you know, let's say you have one bean for three days, then you have something else. So you okay. need to have at least one cup of cooked beans a day. But I said at least. You know, if you're a bigger person or you're extremely, uh, you know, burning a lot of calories with whatever you're doing, have more. You know, and two cups or so but at least one cup so mm. that's number one number two greens the uh, dark uh -huh. greens you heard me mention over and over and over again um, you want to have at least two mm. cups raw or one cup cooked a day i would aim for that especially during this time uh when you know covid is all over the place uh so um yeah, two cups raw or one cup cooked. When you cook greens, they shrink down. So you're actually getting a concentrated amount. Right. And listen, cook those greens as little as possible because heat destroys some of the phytochemicals. So if you cook them minimally, uh, you'll preserve more of them. You get the most when you eat them raw. 
and I, you know, I can eat some greens mm. raw. I can't okay. eat some, so but I steam the others minimally, real minimally. So, um, you know, the greens, spinach, kale, collards, chard, romaine lettuce, cabbage, Brussels sprouts, beet, and turnip greens, and broccoli. Even though broccoli is not a leafy okay. green technically, it falls into yeah. that same. So there's a lot um, there you can mix up as well. Powerhouse nutrition plant food. All right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Don't have the same green every day. All right. Number three, nuts and seeds. You want to have a fourth cup at least. Maybe, you know, if you're not trying to lose weight, if you're bigger, you could have more, but at least a fourth cup of nuts every day. Walnuts, almonds, peanuts, hazelnuts, pumpkin seeds, sunflower seeds, nuts and or seeds. Mix it up. Don't eat the same one all the time. Mm. Or two tablespoons of nut butter. So kind of an either or. So peanut butter, almond butter, walnut Don't butter, sunflower seed gotcha. butter, and one Brazil <laughs> nut. <laughs> if you can. Okay, great. All right, now number four is veggies. You want to have at least two cups of, uh, you know, any kind of veggie that I haven't mentioned, excluding the dark leafies, okay? So, I mean, carrots, sweet potatoes, white potatoes, peppers, tomatoes, corn, zucchini, squash, onions, avocado which is actually a fruit um but anyway and two cups to me is really uh minimal i mean don't mm. worry about it eat all the veggies so go, and go, they don't go have to wild be all raw the and they don't have to be all some raw some yes go wild on the veggies and then fi- fifth fruit mm. uh you can have at least three to four fruits a day um and at this time especially focus on the Mm. citrus fruits that are rich in vitamin c and berries Mm. that are rich in in antioxidants so oranges grapefruits lemon limes um, uh, strawberries blueberries blackberries raspberries and you know they're just starting to come in season now so they're going to get a little less expensive but here's the thing frozen you're you if you can get this more and more these days which i think is fabulous frozen unsweetened berries are just as nutritious because the berries are often frozen mm. when the nutrient so just content good. is at its peak mm. so they're they're right. just as good and they're half the price off season you know so um so i that's what i kind of rely on in the winter time um but then you know i start uh, mm. buying more and more fresh when comes down in price okay so the fruits and i mean you know there you can have kiwi fruit papaya cantaloupe apricots nectarines bananas um bananas a great fruit actually and then last whole grains mm-hmm. so important and you know i mentioned these several times you want at least one cup at least you could have more one cup of cooked whole grain in the form of brown rice or wild rice or steel cut oats or old-fashioned oats or quinoa Mm. or 100% whole wheat pasta that will work and then uh, two slices mm. of 100% whole grain bread um, make sure it's 100% whole grain bread mm-hmm. so I have to mention a little bit of the things that would be wise to eliminate or decrease decrease yeah absolutely um, and, and the absolutely. reason that you want to avoid these things uh, or have eat them very little is because they have pro-inflammatory effects that weaken the immune system. And uh, this is not me saying so, it's based on research. So meats, okay. 
especially red and processed meat, very pro-inflammatory. So if you're a meat eater, you might want to limit yourself to just one portion a day and about a three ounce portion. That's the size of a deck of cards. So, so this is interesting, Diana, because all of us have probably experienced this. As we walked in the grocery store, one of the number one things that is actually missing in the grocery store right now is meat. Like when you walk into when you walk into the meat section, the meat section is wiped out. Like there's really no meat. But what's amazing to me is that when you look at the vegetable section, like there's tons of vegetables all over, and nobody's nobody's taking the vegetables, but everybody's buying up the meat. I know that it's. I'm sorry. Well, I just I, I just find this interesting because you're saying that these are these are foods that actually weaken our immune system because they have pro-inflammatory effects. Yeah. So it so what's amazing to me, I'm just making the connection now. So I guess why I'm excited is it's like oh man, like if people really want to beat you know any sort of disease that they could be susceptible yeah. to, they they need to not stock stock up on meat. They need to stock up on fresh fruits and vegetables yes, and beans and, and beans yeah and nuts. And you know you can get all the fruits and veggies and nuts in one section, and then you know the dried beans are in another section and the whole grains are in another section. And I mean, you're actually going to save money because a lot of these foods, especially the fruits and veggies when they're bought in season, are not that expensive. And beans are one of the cheapest foods you could ever buy, and it's so nutritious. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, you know, look. There's no guarantees. I mean, you know, we could eat a perfect plant-based diet, and we could still get COVID-19. But、right. here's the thing: even if we got sick, we've already placed our immune system at a fighting advantage.、Mm. I, I mean, you know, you're starting out at an advantage、right. in the fight against,、uh, you know, this this virus.、Mm. But true of anything, you know, that's a good point. Bacteria, viruses, right? You know, pathogens. Okay, so you want to minimize meat. Once, if you're a meat eater, I would, I would, and you want to try to keep your immune system going strong. I would shrink it down to one three-ounce portion. That's the size of a deck of cards.、Mm. Okay. Second thing too is to avoid deep-fried and fried foods.、Mm. These are made with partially hydrogenated oils that have trans fat, and trans fat is pro-inflammatory.、Mm. It lames the system, so it would be good to avoid that.、Um, so is that so is that just to be clear? Is that anything that you see even on the nutrition label on the back of a food? If it says that it has trans fat in it, it also would be pro-inflammatory for your immune system. Well, it's not going to say that on the label. <laughs> well,、um, you see, you see, every time it says zero trans fat, you know. So obviously, there's、okay. products that do have trans fat in them. Okay, so here's what they do: they shrink the portion down so that it has a little less than 0.5 grams serving down, so they can say legally that it has no zero trans fat. That's the re- the reason that they can do that is because the FDA said if a serving of a food has less five grams, you can say it's zero. But here's the here's the problem with that. Let's say you know one serving of a particular food has 0.49 grams of trans fat, and it says zero on the front of the package.、Mm-hmm. But this, but you eat four servings, you know, right? Because the serving is so small, right? You don't eat that little bit. You end up eating four servings, and now you have a significant amount of trans fat. In fact, the Institute of Medicine、uh, said there is no Safe amount of trans fat, 
And unfortunately, a lot of restaurants mm. deep fry their food in partially hydrogenated So those are the offenders, oil. is like the partially hydrogenated um, oils. So listen, if you really want to be, um, you know, really on top of this, when you go to buy a processed food, flip it over, even if it says zero grams of trans fat, trans fat find the ingredient list right under the nutrition facts panel and read through the ingredients if you see the word partially mm. hydrogenated oil any mm. kind there uh, it's got trans fat if you see the words fully hydrogenated oil now it has a man-made saturated fat in it which we don't need which elevates ldl cholesterol levels mm. um, and increases risk of many different chronic disease so you know remember that on processed right. foods what's found on the front is marketing right you know there's buzzwords there to sell a product but you really got to flip it over mm. and you know look at some numbers look at the ingredients um, and then make a decision on that but you know that leads me to the point that it's really good at this time mm. to avoid a lot of processed foods in general Eat simple, whole, unprocessed plant foods as much as you can that you fix yourself. Because hidden in processed foods are a lot of things. Um, let me mention mm, another yeah. huge offender, and that is sugar. I'm talking about the sugar in fruits or sweet potatoes or carrots. That is not a problem. Um, it's diluted with water and fiber, and it's uh, packaged with all kinds of helpful nutrients. It's the white sugar, the refined processed white sugar, brown sugar, maple syrup, high fructose corn syrup, all of these mm. processed sweeteners, including agave nectar. Uh, you want to avoid these as much as possible mm. because sugar is pro-inflammatory. And I know this, you know, I'm a recovered sugar addict. So um, <laughs> I uh, had a sober wake up call when my sugar binging was out of control. It's not now. Um, but, you know, if you're drinking sugar in, you know, lit sugar sweet mm, beverages, debilitating. this is killer for the immune system. It, it just, uh, it just paralyzes. Mm. Our first responders, which are our neutrophils, they're the most abundant white blood cells. You know, if you right. normally a neutrophil can destroy 14 bacteria, but if you have 24 teaspoons of sugar, which is easy to get in sodas, now wow. one neutrophil can only destroy one bacteria. And you know, neutrophils oh, focus, wow. they take wow. up so the sugar it's a competition. instead of, so instead of allowing your body to naturally fight these things, then it becomes a competition where now yeah. your body has to deal with the sugar and process right. that processed sugar. Well, it, the neutrophils aren't actually processing it, but what it's doing is it's um, decreasing, weakening their ability to get at the job, you know, for which they were created. So um, really stay away from sugars uh, in liquid form or solid form. And then with the white flour products, I mentioned these. They are devoid of a lot of micronutrients um, and they're everywhere. White bread rolls, pancakes, pizza crust, waffles, donuts, pastries, sweets, almost all the sweets you make, you ever eat anywhere are made with white flour. And then mm. the last thing is alcohol. Alcohol weakens the immune system. So um, it would be good 
to minimize or eliminate mm. at this time. Yeah, that's time interesting because you see a large alcohol. you know, percentage of the population. And I think a lot of it is in jest, but there's always truth in jest that, you know, they're, they're going to increase their alcohol consumption because they're locked at home with their kids and their family. And so, you know, the shelves are empty. And, and it's interesting that we don't realize oh. that, that that could be very detrimental in, in, in helping us to stay healthy. Exactly. And you know what else people do uh, in in stressful mm. situations like we're all facing? Yeah. They eat comfort. They eat comfort foods. They eat foods that provide, you know, sort of quick comfort. Right. What are those foods? They are the sugar foods, you know, and then they are the, the meaty, fatty, you know, <laughs> fat-rich, animal protein-rich foods. These These are typically considered comfort foods and these are the things that are weakening the immune system and placing it placing us at a complete mm. disadvantage when it comes to COVID-19 and you know right yeah this is this has been so enlightening I'm news. really grateful that we've been able to have this discussion uh, specifically on nutrition because there's just so much I mean even as I'm listening to this I'm, my brain is you know just thinking about like oh my goodness there's 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 some really profound things that we can do in in helping our health and boosting that immunity so that we can be yeah. as best prepared as possible to face not just COVID-19 because that's what's in the news today but tomorrow it could be something uh, completely different yeah and you know right. I'm not saying you have to be a total vegetarian or a vegan but you really want to minimize these things the the meats the fried foods um you know have them be just the my, mm. the minority of what you eat every day so you're, you know, you're thinking about, you know, beans and veggies and fruits and nuts. Well, I can see how you know, this topic grains, has opened like up a whole bunch of other uh, potential topics that we could cover as well. Um, and there's not enough time, obviously, to cover everything, but you have given us an incredible amount to think about, um, to go back and listen again, to take notes, um, and to really start to incorporate these things into um, our game plan so that we can be the best that we can possibly be in the face of some of these incredible challenges that we, that we see all around us. Um, so prevention is key, you know, and that's what we see in, in a lot of what we do, even in just disaster response, you know, a little bit of prevention, just like they say the old adage, an ounce of prevention is worth more than a pound of cure. Um, and if we could recognize that, you know, we would be at such an advantage. And so that's, that's our hope. Um, for all of our listeners. And this is why we share this information because we believe it's so powerful. It's so um, helpful and uh, can give us a lot of peace too amidst a lot of this crisis. Um, so Diana, I'm just so thankful for your time. Thankful for all the things that you've shared. Uh, you've given us a lot of things to, to, to think about and uh, we're, we're very appreciative. Well, thank you for this opportunity. It's always my pleasure to talk <laughs> all about All right, thank you. And until next time, I'm join us again uh, in some of our future episodes. We're going to be talking about um, a lot of some simple methods that are just so powerful. Um, you know, when we talk about the benefits of, of water and the benefits of, of sunlight, the benefits of air and rest, um, there's so many things that uh, we can actually do that are not complicated but will actually give us um, an incredible advantage as we definitely are in the middle of some challenging times. So thank you, Diana. I appreciate your time.